We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, everybody, and welcome into the Backliners podcast, Agro and Barracuda as per usual and uh as in, per usual the last three weeks as per usual the last three weeks we are working and by we i mean me not to throw a bear under the bus but it's really been a delay on my end not on bear's end so really i'm throwing myself under the bus when i say it here uh that we're working on trying to get uh some guests lined up here uh and some pre- something a little bit something a little bit different something a little bit outside the box mm-hmm. uh Coming up. Some soon. quality content. Right. Quality content. Something along those lines. And speaking of quality content, Barra, oh. we're we're outsourcing our quality content to the chat today. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we're we, all out of ideas. Because we're all out of ideas. We, I wasn't gonna say that. Um oh. <laughs> but I'll I guess say it. I guess the cat's out of the bag. <laughs> no, you know, it's just like it's the off season, it's a little bit slow, and uh I don't know about you, but I, I got feedback that people really liked our AMA episode we did a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um and so just being able to uh, talk to the chat and see what you guys have have for us, what kind of questions you have about season eight and smite or about life in general. Um, we can help you with all of that. So uh, we can we, we're here for it. So let's start reading the chat. First questions from Neil Ma, friend of the pod. Um, what kind of underwear do you guys wear? Barry, you have a preference? Uh, boxer briefs. Boxer briefs are the best. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not even it's close. It's the comfiest. Okay, I was a boxers guy until I was like 19 or 20. And then I discovered boxer briefs because yep. I honestly didn't know they existed. And then I put them on. I'm like, this is so comfy. I feel so secure. Yep. And like, yeah, just comfy. I was going to go further into detail. Yeah, that's, I, think we've, I think we're right up against the line here, Barry. Let's, yeah. keep, it, <laughs> let's keep it right there. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think that that's big. I think that that is uh, the way to go for sure. I'm a big fan. Um, 
What is one thing, this is Eddie Bebe in chat, what is one thing every team needs to work on to get better? I don't know if I want to go team by team here, Barra, but maybe I think zooming this out even more than it already is, is the easiest way to get this to. Or just like a smite pro. Yeah, like what do, what do you think, like, you know, obviously we, we talk about League of Legends a lot as the more mature MOBA scene. Um, 100%, yeah. What do you think is the next step for smite teams as a whole to to advance the whole league i feel like we're still a very immature esports i guess strategy wise Mm -hmm. like when you watch us it's just the same pressure how they respond to pressure and it's i feel like some teams are better at using the pressure than others and i feel like that's been smite for like eight years yeah and i feel like there is a lot more to the game strategy wise than what is being shown and when teams like ghost can continually do the same strategies and continually beat the same teams with the same strategies i feel like there's just some like underlying like key to okay it can't be literally let's just draft more pressure than them right like there has to be just something more and something not so like barbaric strategy wise. Like <laughs> what do you mean? It, just slamming pressure is all you need to do. Oh yeah, let's go Fender, Camazots, Duolane, you know, I'll get horrific, you get sprint, you know, we'll run it down, see what happens. And, right. I mean, even the the world championship, like Ghost, in my opinion, should have three O'd due to their same strategy of early game pressure. Yep. And it's, I just, I don't know. My biggest thing I always come back to throughout my entire pro career is just pressure. Like it's, it's literally the bread and butter of Smite. And I hope I'm not wrong here in saying that there is more, but I'm just, you know, I'm just hoping there is. Yeah, uh, I think there is personally, but I think we're a ways off from that. I, I've been saying for a little bit now that the, the way supports play the game is going to change. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that the way that, that guys like Mike and Neil and Aurora and Jake, you know, this last year, mm-hmm. uh, have kind of revolutionized that role, but I think there's still another step available and that's not just playing these warriors and assassins as more aggressive CC picks. But I think there's a world where kits like Agni and Isis and these mages mm-hmm. can come in and be real viable support picks that learn how to thrive without quite as much farm. Now, that being said, I also think Guardians are the best class in Smite and probably always have been and probably mm-hmm. always will be. But I think that there's a way that, you know, I do think that things like Warrior and Guardian mids and more mage supports is something that we could see eventually. Um mm-hmm. But so more like the China team did in season one. Season yeah, two. yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of stuff. Yep. Um, or playing, you know, playing things like like we saw set mid. That was really one of the first like mm-hmm. assassins mid we've seen. Sukiyomi, I think, is nuts in mid. I think he's got the clear yep. to, to to participate in that lane and way better all in potential post five than like any other mage. Uh, I think that, that kind of stuff is is the next thing that I'm looking for teams to do but again if it ain't if it ain't broke don't fix it I yeah, think exactly. there's got to be a reason um 
Johnny Beeg wants to know, what's your signature dance move? I literally don't have a signature dance move because I don't dance. I do have a signature dance move, believe it or not. But it's really stolen from my best friend back home. Uh, shout outs to Gar. Uh, it's just, it, this is horrible podcast content, but it's just one finger. <laughs> just l- bump it up and down with one finger. That's a signature dance move right there. Oh, that's a quality dance move. Thank you. Uh, oh, you look good. Paxi wants to know, do you feel the crit nerfs as well as counter crit and healing buffs will change the meta to a pin slash chins build instead? Good question. Oh yeah, I was talking about that a bit on my stream. Um, I feel like the nerfs were a bit bad and a bit, I guess, excited. Um, I feel like other things should have been buffed instead of nerfing the OP things. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wish everything was brought up to the level of that hunters were at. I do feel like the Death Toll Berserker is like failing out when you build was strong and you could go that build in like four rolls, but the nerfs hit the hunters in duo as well as taking the hunters out of other roles, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And that just makes hunters in duos in duo worse. And sure. when crit was bad, you saw more mages and assassins being played in the long lane because they could get the farm and then win the 1v1s and never be scared. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that meta to come back where like it's mages in duo and assassins in duo. Like, I enjoy the hunter in duo meta, but I just feel like it was, like, just a bad nerf because I feel like Death Toll was the main problem, and it allowed hunters to just go over to solo and auto-attack for, like, 80 because yeah. Warriors Blessing isn't a thing anymore. Sure is And isn't. I just feel like the changes were a bit bad, so I mean, we'll see how, how it feels this week. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's fair. Uh, I I do expect pen slash chins to come back. Uh, here's the deal: I think pen slash chins might have been better the whole time. It's just people like building crit. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's way easier to complain about like getting hit for like a four hundred instead of right. like two like two hundreds. Right. Uh, at the speed of sound, by the way, hunters are so yeah. easy. Man. It is unreal. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. <laughs> uh, by the way, chat. Uh, I am gonna try and read everything. I cannot make any promises uh, that I see. And even if I do see your question, no promises that I'm answering it. So apologies in advance. Uh, But I will answer Andy Rahul's question. Would you rather eat pinto beans only in the morning or at night? I'll start. uh, No pinto beans ever, please. Uh, Or black beans, for that matter. Beans are bad, except for green beans. Green beans are good. Are edamame beans? Those are good, too. I don't think I've ever had pinto beans in the morning. Try it out. So it would <laughs> try it out and let them know. What, try it out and let them know. Them on like the Jake toast. Just thing? yeah, just oh. just add them in. No, 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 no. Okay, no, that's at night is there. Yeah, definitely uh, night. I yeah. Jabbers asks thoughts on the team name Shadow Dogs Unleashed. It's too long. It's too long. Kind of cringy. Yeah. It, well, it's very edgy, but I, I think it's so edgy that. It's funny. Like, I get what they're going for here. Just go with the shadow dogs. Like, it's fine. They don't need to be unleashed. We can assume they don't have any leashes because who's going to leash a shadow dog in the first place? Like, I can do a whole episode talking about team names, man. I the smite team names have been so bad throughout history. I contributed being on a horrible team name back in the day. Hopefully no one remembers it. Uh, I hate naming teams and I hate reading Named teams. That's all I have to say about that. 
Well, I think that's just an eSports problem. It is. But you know what, Barry? You don't have to really be embarrassed about this because Vicious and Delicious is a great team name. <laughs> that's a great team name. I don't even know who came up with those. Probably you want a heater. It was a good team name, man. Like, it, it was catchy. It rhymed. It had a good abbreviation. Like, VD? VD? Like, VND, maybe, if you wanted it to be? Like, it no, had it we all, bro. Our in-game clan tag was V, or uppercase V, uppercase D, and then two E's. Uh, I don't know how I feel about the two E's. I think I would have liked I don't know why uppercase V, lowercase <laughs> N, uppercase D. That's what I would have gone for if I were in your shoes, per- personally. But that's a, yeah, that was a good team name. That. That's Thank all right. Thank you. Um... Trio stand wants to know about finding talk about finding your role. I never know which to main. I think for me it was just playing gods that I thought were cool, and then mm-hmm. when you're playing those gods and you play against other gods that are in that same role, and if you think wow that god's kind of cool too, and you're saying that over a lot of gods, you probably should play that role. That's the way I feel about it. Mine just comes from how I want to play the game, and yeah. I kind of grew up playing shooters, and so. I was actually going to be a jungler until Andy joined our team way back in the day. And it was like, oh, yeah, you're good at hunters. You just play hunter. And then that's literally how I like Bang. became a hunter player. Just t- just have someone tell you you're good at something and then stick to that forever. That's yeah, uh, that's, that's basically and then go in worlds. I mean, that's just go in worlds. That. Yeah, that's big. Uh, Johnny Big again. Oh, excuse me. Uh, wants to know who is the biggest brain in Smite? Like player or role? I assume. Uh, I'd say player. player yeah, I'd assume player. Um, um, I would say PBM probably. Yeah, I think Mike just based on how much success he's had, but I think when I think of like the most creative players, um, I'd give it. I think Cherry and Aurora both think outside the box really well, and are willing to try new things. Um, mm-hmm. Not that Mike isn't, but, you know, like you said, Ghost is playing the way Ghost is playing. And I, I, if I were in Mike's shoes, I would think that keeping that play style is correct as well. So mm-hmm. I, I really don't fault him for that. But you look at what Aurora has done over the course of his career and setting a lot of different metas and, and trying different starts on all of his teams and that kind of stuff. Oh, like, sure. I've got a lot of respect for, for the way. And oftentimes when I talk to Aurora... I don't agree with what he's saying. Like, I don't see the game in the same way as Aurora, but that is, like, a good thing in my mind. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I really like uh, picking Max's brain about the game because I think he's very smart about it. Um, Mad Lad is asking about state of lifesteal items on Hunters. Seen many pros not go Devos or any lifesteal item in their builds, and he's seen some who still do. Thoughts on thoughts behind whether or not to go lifesteal on ADCs? Um... Before, I was just going Destal, and it felt really good. Then you upgraded Dust Embrace, and that still feels really good and kind of, like, fits the lifestyle you need in your build. Due to the Destal nerfs, I think we will see a lot more lifestyle items come in. I think we'll see more Gilded and um, maybe Eye of the Jungle with Devo's builds, and then we'll still see the Leather Cowl Trans build. Um, but you don't really need to go lifestyle on Destal and Cowl since it has lifestyle in the items. Mm-hmm. But due to the recent Dustal nerfs, uh, I think we'll see a lot more pros going Devos in their builds. Coming up soon enough. Uh, mm-hmm. P. Dizzle is asking, what are our thoughts on the current Conquest map and what are our hopes for future map changes this year? 
I can't comment on hopes for future map changes because I know some of them. So I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's like kind of weird for me, but um, I, this has been my favorite map to play on so far. I would say I've, I've really enjoyed this map. I like the doors. I like the colors of the map. I don't like the trees. The trees are kind of annoying. Mm -hmm. um, the scorpions, I'm still getting used to. I haven't scrimmed yet, so I don't know the actual flow of the map and when you should do the scorps. Obviously, you don't want to do the scorps when you're behind. But I do feel like there's sometimes where you can do the scorps and abuse that buff power. But mm -hmm. I don't think I will know exactly when until we start scrimming a lot and really dissecting how the map should be played instead of just, like, smorking ranked games. Yep. Um, and I do feel like a lot of um, early game objective comps will be good due to the scorps because you can just walk over whenever you want kill the scorps super easy and then walk back to the objective just as easily. And then on top of that, you're still buffing your buffs, so I think we'll see, like, things like Anubis mid and all that um, power up. And yeah. Hey, pressure is going to be good again. Uh, wow. Who, who would have thunk it? Um, Junior Jersey 01 asks, what do we think of Jake and Haddock's diet of frozen pizzas for 250? <laughs> uh, I, I vibe with it, Junior Jersey, because when I first moved out, I was eating a lot of those little mini frozen yep. pizzas and they're pretty good, man. I mean, come on. Like for the price, you're not feeling that bad about it. I do wish that I would have learned to cook earlier uh, in mm -hmm. my life. But um, I don't fault them, you know. They're young and definitely, yeah, definitely not a healthy one. I was the same way when I moved out. I uh, <laughs> did not have a good diet at all. Barrow, what was your burritos. favorite hot pocket? I'm assuming that you ate a lot of hot pockets, like me. I would say pepperoni, but I actually yeah. moved away from hot pockets because I had to wait so long to bite into them because I would always bite hot. into them early. Yeah, and it just melts like the roof of your mouth. Bang! All right, if any hot pockets ad people are in the chat. I'm hooking you up with your next best ad campaign. You're, you're renaming them to Warm Pockets because they've been too hot for too long and no one wants them that hot. They just want them warm. Okay, there it is. And like heating up something that solid in the microwave, like if it's warm on the outsides, it's still ice cold in the middle. Yep. It's poorly designed product. I'm sorry. Yeah, it would. Uh, it, it's just tough, man. But I, I was a pepperoni pizza guy. And a ham and cheese. Ham and cheese was my mm. favorite non-pizza one for sure. Maybe just better overall. Yeah, ham I think ham and cheese. Good. Ham and cheese was my favorite. I was saying this the other day. I haven't had ham in a while. Like I, when I buy lunch meat, it's always either turkey or salami. Like I'm not going ham very often. I feel like I should. I eat ham a decent amount due to Destiny having an absolute addiction to ham. Ham's good, man. She'll just randomly bring home ham and then she'll just eat it right out of like the carton or like the mm. carton of lunch meat. Are you uh, a fan of the honey baked ham or do you prefer non honey baked ham? I like all ham equally, I think. Depending Shut on the up, setting. man. You've got to have one that you like more. No, Come on. What is like, this ham I'm, apologizing that I'm saying? If I'm if I'm craving a sandwich, I'll crave like the normal lunch meat ham. And if I'm at like Thanksgiving or Christmas, there's a big old honey baked ham. I'm always going to take that over the lunch meat. But all right, but when you can I'm get honey baked ham, you done. can get honey baked ham as a lunch meat. Is what I'm saying. Like you can you can yeah, get. Yeah, but I wouldn't do that because it's worse. Okay. Yeah. 
All right, great. Yeah. We're on the same page, baby. I, I'll just agree with you so we can move on. To Thank you. Quick. That's for, that's very you're smart. Welcome. You're you're to, to quote Chiron, you're learning. Uh, Bobby Wakes is asking, what is our least favorite part of season eight so far? I'd say for me, uh, you know, it's it's always been the case that when you fall behind in mid, you are it's really easy to take you out of the game once you've fallen behind, but because mid is so big and so easy to gank with, with the size of the lane and the entrances, mm-hmm. um, I feel like if I die early, my game is over faster, but um, that's just kind of the, the price you pay for, for how the map plays. So I, I would just say that, but it's not a major season eight complaint, I don't think. I don't know if it's a season A thing. I kind of felt it last season two, but whenever the support gets ahead of me, I literally feel useless. Oh yeah, oh like, yeah. If they're, I guess no. If they're tied or ahead, sorry. Uh, I literally feel like I auto them for sixty. Just like, okay, like. Yep. I'll see you in three thousand gold when I can hurt you. I guess like. Okay. Yep. That's 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 cool. That's how it's been in mid for a long time, Barry. Welcome to the welcome to the party. Uh, Neo Kerm wants to know if you could survive living in the Bolts team house. Uh, probably for a week, and then I'd probably go crazy after that. <laughs> what do you think the first thing that would drive you nuts would be? Jake. <laughs> just yep. Jake. Just in general. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, just in general, Jake. Um. Do, Navajo Smite asks, do you think that a relegation system post-split, not mid-split, would encourage growth and competition in the Smite Amateur Leagues? Uh, I'll let you go first on this one, Bear. A relegation system post-split, not mid-split. Yeah, so in between, like, spring and summer splits, uh, or, or summer and fall splits, or, or something like that, um, doing relegations like, like we used to do. Do they not have those currently? No, if you're in the SPL, oh. you're you are in the SPL. Oh, I thought it was talking about SEC, like relegating, like in and out of SEC. Oh, they do have that in the SEC, I believe. Um, I was assuming uh, into SPL. Oh, if it's in SPL, then yes, hundred percent. Um, but I think due to High Res's current setup and the previous setups of the Org sponsoring teams and now High Res sponsoring teams, I think it's basically impossible to do that. Um, cause you'd have to be kicking out an entire team and getting them back on, which I think on high res end would be a lot of trouble, like rebranding in a whole new team or giving that team, like say like if we got kicked out, like giving the new team, like the bolts logo or like giving them a whole new, like in game merchandise, all that stuff. And yeah, yeah, I think that'd be a lot of confusion i guess yes i agree with that i think the only way you could do it is if you made enough team brandings to cover all of the spl and all of the scc and then gave Mm -hmm. those brandings to scc but then that would mean that it made relegations pretty much impossible at the soc level um and and yes i I think the answer is is yes it obviously would encourage growth Mm -hmm. and competition in the amateur leagues but i think it would come at the cost of competition in the pro league because it it would as Barra said it would make it harder for high res to support the pros in the in a way that it can be their full careers and it just causes too many uncertainties especially when you're asking people to move from across yeah, the world to to america um 
job security is a part of that. And, and even still in the current system, those players don't have job security, but at least it's a little bit more personal and individual based than, than based on a team. Um, in a perfect world, we could do it all, but I think that the current system is better uh, than a relegation system for the SPL because it allows us to bulk up the SPL uh, a little bit more. I think if SPL wasn't so defined right now in terms of, I guess, teams and people could move in and out, I do think the relegation system would go really good. Like, if the SPL eventually, like, split back to, like, North America and Europe um, and it wasn't, like, sponsored by high-res anymore and went back to, like, season zero-esque, mm -hmm. like, beginnings, I think it's way easier to have relegations then back when we had, like, 10 teams in North America, 10 teams in Europe, and not everyone sponsored, like, Thirst and um, all the other teams back then. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's way easier to have relegations, but I, I, just looking at it from a company standpoint or, like, a like a overhead standpoint, I think it's too hard to do, but I do think relegations are very healthy for a competitive setting. Yeah. Um, Eddie Bebe asks, what is one god in every class that needs a rework? Again, I don't think we can go into every class, but maybe just one god you want to see get reworked, Bear? Uh, I would say Arachne. I just think her kit's very lame and just boring. It's uh, like two steroids and then like a her three is like not very cool <laughs> like it's just a boring kit in my opinion i this should surprise nobody uh i don't think he really needs a full rework i'm thinking like thor level for zeus i think zeus needs to be changed at a bigger scale than just numbers because obviously uh he's very oppressive oh, yeah. in assault and joust and arena um but he he dog in conquest and, and we hate mm -hmm. that um Donut Hole asks, what's the best peanut butter to jelly ratio? 100% peanut butter, 0% jelly. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm not a big jelly fan, but if if I had to answer, I'd probably go like 80-20. Mm. After our I, like if conversation last week, Barra, I had multiple peanut butter sandwiches this week. And they're delicious? They were delicious. But the first time I went to make one, dude, I spread it on my bread, and then I looked <laughs> down at my bread, and there's and my bread was a little bit moldy. I hadn't used, like, I hadn't gotten what? any new, so I had to throw it away, and then wait, oh. like, two days before I could eat it. I was craving one the whole time. I do think, okay, I don't know if I actually read this, but I think moldy bread's okay to eat. Yeah, you can just, you can just rip out the moldy part, and then eat the yeah. rest. Uh, and even if you eat a little bit of mold, all the worst you'll get is a stomach ache, but I'm just not going to be looking mold dead in the eye and then challenging it. Like, that's just not how I am as a person, man. That mold earned it. It's not yep. getting... I, I had my shot to eat that bread without mold. I missed it. It's on me. I'll buy more bread. Like, that. that's, that's how it's going to be. Um, Padme of Naboo asks, will we ever see a two Hunter 3 Guardian meta again? We'll see every meta that's ever existed again at some point. That, it, it, time, is a time is a circle. Uh, that's how it works. Um... Scrumbopulous nailed that one. Do you think the recent nerfs hurt the jungle potential of hunters? I mean, I guess hunters yes. just got worse across the board, but that's like, that's kind of the way it be. Yep. Um, oh man, we are really behind because I'm just now getting roasted that beans are bad. Oh, okay. We gotta, maybe we, maybe we have to be a little bit more selective here. <laughs> Though this is a good question from Neon. Best style of barbecue sauce like Kansas City, Memphis, etc. Barry? I don't know if I know, like, the specific style, but just, like, spicy and smoky. 
Mm. Like every time I go to a barbecue restaurant in Georgia, I'll always put spicy and smoky on my uh, on my meats. Spicy and smoky on your meats. Yeah, I'm just not a barbecue fan. Um, uh, I'm not a barbecue sauce fan. I really loved. I really love smoked meats and like pulled pork mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. I would just rather have hot sauce than barbecue sauce. That's fair. Sue me. Um, most fun staff of Mirrodin God from Bust a Move. That's going to be Sobek from me. Uh, the only way you're allowed to play Sobek actually is, and I tweeted about this recently, is if you build staff of Mirrodin and you double pluck someone back to where they started <laughs> from. That's the only way, that's the only moral way to play Sobek. And it's, it's very fun. Uh, I would say Bacchus. Mm. Bo- double flopping people is uh, mm-hmm. is very good for sure. Um, Hazer wants to know what the hell are we going to call Valhalla Valkyries on the cast? We're going to call them the Valkyries. Hazer, what do you mean? Are you calling every team by the second part of their name? Um, yeah, yeah, I think I will. Okay. Um, I think you know, like maybe the Tartarus Titans and the Oni Warriors. Like sometimes I might call like the Titans. The, you know, Tartarus needs to do this, but for the most part, oh, is that not? Should I not do that, Bear? I just gotta. I <laughs> just like gotta. Tartarus sounds so bad. The the Tartar Sauce Gang needs to needs to <laughs> get working on that. Uh, what do you think Tartarus needs to work on after they just lost? <laughs> well, they gotta get on more fish sandwiches. That's all there is to it. it sounds so bad. Sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know. I th- I think the Valkyries is fine. Um. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of the way it be. Uh, all right, Smash Poker asks: Is there anything? Is there something fundamentally wrong with this Mike Pro scene that so few new players break through to the SPL? I feel like a lot of new players are in. Yeah, I think a lot of new players are in this season. Um, in it, in short, no. That's my answer. I think the rate that new players are joining is healthy because I think if it's too many new players, then the fan bases jump around too much and start to lose like why they initially started watching smite i would say um because i think if every team changed like three players a year that would be way too much yes and i think you need a bit of old with new basically every season with like the old eventually leaving obviously to kind of keep the fans the same and keep them watching like because Jake, for instance, Jake's career just started. Like, I feel like the people that watch me now like Jake. So then Jake has a growing fan base now. And then those fans will stay with Jake for mm-hmm. like the rest of his career. Right. Yeah. I, I think that just having new names in the scene for the sake of having new names in the scene doesn't make any sense to me. The goal shouldn't be having X new players. It should be having the best players in the league. Uh, best players who are willing to participate in the league in the league. Um, and that doesn't always happen, but I think that I don't think that there is a clear problem in that uh, in that zone. So, no, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think so. Um, Hulk 477 asks, who is a better smite player, aggro, aggression or fat egg? The secret is they're all the same. Um, <laughs> but as soon as as soon as I put on the sleeve, like things get serious. So that is uh, that's the way it goes. Um Haddix asks, how old is Barra? 30. The big three zero. I'm on. Even though he's asking for a troll, I will answer the real answer. Right, 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 right. Uh, uh, listen, man, I'm right on your heels, so I'll be right there soon. Thank you. Um, Rart 
asks, who is the greatest player of all time, in your opinion, at Barracuda? So I'm going to shut my big fat mouth on this one and let, uh, and let you handle it. Um, it might be recency bias, but I think Paul. And you, think he's the, wait, you think he's the best player of all time? Yeah. Wow. Like, I, I know it's crazy, but his world's performance this past year literally blew my mind. Yeah. And I don't think I've had my mind blown like that in a very long time. Like, for... Like, if we're talking, like, older, it probably to, like, adapting or yamming. But I think recency bias is really big for me, and I would just say Paul. That's some big recency bias. I mean, look, he's he's up there for sure. He's Dude, on his that, way. But that world's performance, the amount of games, the amount of objectives, the amount of kills, like it was across the board. That performance should go down, in my opinion, as the best world's performance by any player thus far. Yep, I would agree with that. Um, Eddie asks. If you could have any commentator from anywhere, dead or alive, cast worlds, who would you want to cast? What? I don't know. Um, but if it's not Smite related, uh, but they could keep their same skill set, the best cast we could ever have would be, this is very, this is very sports heavy here, uh, but it's it would be Doc Emmerich, who I think is the best play-by-play uh, commentator of all time, and Tony Romo, who's the GOAT. NFL commentator. The Doc Emmerich Tony Romo cast would be unbeatable. If it were just Smite, uh, I would. Per, for me personally, being very selfish here, I would like to cast uh, with Bart and just to just to get that experience underneath my belt. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's uh, that's my answer. Barry, you can hit that one if you'd like. I will say Tastosis. Mm, there you go. That, that's a good one. Um, Thank you. TJ9710, were the mannequin nerfs too much? Uh, I don't think so. Well, the item died once it got nerfed, so I think so, but it might be the thing of people stop buying an item simply because it got nerfed. I think, I personally uh, think it's that one. Um, Alan Likes Twirls asks, uh, what has been the best slash worst SPL team to watch for pure entertainment? Um... (laughs) Back in the day, man, tuning like, in to see which five players showed up for Thirst was fun. Like, at some <laughs> level, just which five amalgamation of players Wolfie convinced to come on. Wolfie and Brochacho convinced to, to sign up for that week. It was fun on some level, right? Uh, for pure entertainment for me, it has to be the Oxygen Supremacy run. I think oh, that, yeah, was that was the most good. hype I've ever been for another team. Yep. Uh, yeah, that was just super exciting. Yeah, that was, uh, that was fun. Um, alright, let's see here. Do, 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 trying to catch up. Um, TJ says, okay, I have one complaint and I want to know your guys' thoughts on it. I wish there was an option to disable all skins, my gods, and the enemies, because there is so much visual clutter. Thoughts. Uh, that's like pretty impossible, I think, from a tech side, if I had to guess. But even if it weren't impossible, um, I think that that's just kind of the nature of the beast. And uh, and yeah, you just kind of learn to deal with it. I don't know. I don't feel that strongly about it. Uh, I think the new skins need to not be so crazy. 
Because um, from a competitive standpoint, having to test all the new skins or report to admins that these skins are OP slash need to be banned before they are comp available is kind of annoying, I would say. And a lot of skins are like around the border of being really annoying to play against. Um, so I would personally, as a competitor, love that. If yeah. there was like a default sound pack and default like, um, if I could make Raw's one look like a normal Raw one on every single skin, that'd be awesome. And same with like every other ability in the game. I would absolutely love that. But unfortunately, that is the world that we do not live in. Um, so yeah, just, as Agra said, you kind of have to deal with it. And I've been yeah. dealing with it my whole career. Look, so. man, here's the reality. Uh, yeah. Smite's a free-to-play game. All of our money comes <laughs> from people buying skins. Buy gems, buy more skins. That's it, and everyone will be happier for it. That's the reality of the situation. Well said. Um, I walk the line with a with a good question here. Now that orgs are out, Barrow, what were your favorite orgs to play for? Ooh. Um, if you want to talk about it, you can, you can veto this one. I would say SSG and. SSG for what the org did for me, mm-hmm. Cloud9 for name Clout, I would say. Because that was my first big, like, I guess, tier one esports team that I was on, like, sure. ever. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm on the same team as, like, all of these famous people that I've been watching forever. Like, to be under their esports branding is just unreal. Yep. And Cloud9 treated us really well as well, but um, their name Clout was just insane for me at the time. Yeah, we were we were loving that for sure. Uh, for me, by far the best org I ever played for was uh, the, the very first one. Shout outs to Arby and Aware Gaming back in the day. That uh, mm. Arby, good man. Um, I did not enjoy the org experience for sure. We'll we'll put it that way. <laughs> With every other org I was a part of. Um, Mr. Chuck Nasty asks, "Do you think there should be more than eight teams in the SPL to give the opportunity to more people and increase competition?" Uh, for opportunity, that would be cool, but I think it would actually decrease competition. Agreed. Um, I do not. I think eight to either eight or ten, I'm fine with. Um, but I don't see any reason to really push it past ten ever again. Mm -hmm. Um, unless something changes drastically, but I think ten is the max that I would want to see personally. And like I said earlier, uh, if the regions did split up, it'd be cool to have eight in both. And obviously, let's like have the funding go back to tournaments. That'd be cool. Um, but I think eight's the perfect number. I, again, with aggro, um, I will say between eight and ten, I think is a perfect amount. Yeah. Uh, Sino asks, "How do you beat Tearcat?" Sino, why would you ask us an impossible to answer question? I, mean, I was going to say, "How do you beat?" Come on, that? you can't. You're not beating Tearcat. You got to take him off of it. That's the only. You got to take him off of it in picks and bans because once he locks it in. <laughs> It's game over. You're done for. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, There's we, nothing you can do. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, Brit50 uh, says, first off, thanks for loving the podcast. Thanks, Brit. Second, Thank what's you. your opinion on gods in the meta getting nerfed and then never being seen again? Uh, that's how MOBAs work mm-hmm. um, and will continue to work forever, pretty much. That's my mind. I view the meta as like a puddle of gods that are good. And then some are on the middle of the puddle. So, like, they have to have big nerfs to affect them to push them out. Some are right on the edge. And some of the ones on the edge get pushed off. And there's, like, their own little puddle up here that's, like, all, like, the random picks that will work in, like, certain team comps. Mm. Um, 
But yeah, I think some people way overreact to certain nerfs, and then sometimes, you know, that's actually what the god needed to get out of the meta. Agreed. Uh, Jaja Binks comes in with, how do you feel about late-game starter upgrades for Hunters? Because I feel like it might be better to just six-slot an item and sell the starter late. I think Gilded's are bad. I think one of the cal upgrades is good. Haven't experimented that much with uh, the other Destal upgrade, but Death's Embrace was really good. Um, Eye of the Jungle is pretty good. I think Eye of the Jungle will be better for comp than for ranked. Um, and yeah, I think that's all of them. Well, mannequins, I haven't touched mannequins since the nerf, so yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, our good friend Bongwater69. Uh, <laughs> man, I couldn't have timed that any better, right? As Baron took a drink of water. Uh, what are your plans after Smite? Any interests or things you guys want to do? Uh, for example, aggro casting different games, Baron moving on to content creation, possible casting, etc. Barry, you given any thought to, uh, to your post-Smite life? Uh, I would probably just say relax and still do smite content. I don't think my community would ever be big enough for me to get up and move to another game and do content creation for another game. I might play other games on the side, but I love smite. I've been playing smite for like nine years now, and I think I'd be good at analyzing the game. I would never cast the game because I think I'd be terrible at that. But I feel like I, I bring a. I could definitely make you a good caster, Barry. I'm so sure of it. I'm so sure. This guy's Plus, been here's the reality. This for years. Look, I know. Here's the reality of a Barra. <laughs> you could absolutely suck, and everyone would still love you because you're Barracuda. Like you don't. The stakes have never been lower for anybody <laughs> making that kind of career choice. That's all I'm saying. Is that it's a, it's an option available to you? I'm sure. Should it cross your mind? I'm this trying to recruit. The caster so bad, dude. dude it's, crazy. it's so crazy, man. I, I just keep hearing Mifflin talk in my ear, and I'm thinking, <laughs> I need Barry here. That's a joke, by the way. I love Mifflin. He's a sick caster and a great friend that I love. That guy. Um, also, that guy gets more flack than he deserves because he has gotten a lot better. Yeah. Mifflin Beast, he's better than all of you in the chat. Get over it. Um, both at Smite and at casting, except for Sino. If you're still here, Sino, you're better than Mifflin at both. Um, oh, well. Probably not a casting, actually. Sino would just be super toxic, I bet. Uh, as for me, I really haven't given that much thought to uh, post-Smite because I can't imagine putting as much time into something else as I have into casting Smite. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I, I love it. Um, I you think you'd be sick at it. Yeah, I, I think that I could play Smite for sure forever, uh, <laughs> no, but um, it's just, uh, I don't know. I think that ultimately I'm just kind of taking it where it goes. I think if I had to mm -hmm. guess what I'd want to do, it's probably help other people become esports casters in general. Um, mm -hmm. But I also really like game design stuff and could see myself going down that avenue who knows? I don't I don't spend too much time thinking about it because uh, I'm just kind of enjoying what's uh, what's going on here. Um, all right. Let's see here. Got to scroll down a little bit. Maybe there's a good time for me to run an ad so I can remember to do it for once. Um, oh, good idea. And it'll let me catch up. So we'll be right back after this very smoothly played advertisement. First, we do this. Oh, OK. Yeah, we're doing it. Join Ignition. Casino, your go-to destination for the best online poker, table games, progressive slots, and much more. Sign up with the promo code Ignition777 and deposit using Bitcoin to get 25 free spins on 777 Deluxe. 
Bang, there we go. Well and done. And we're back. And one second. And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. We're, uh, we're back here at the Backliners Podcast. Backliners Podcast. Um, my brain is clearly starting to, uh, to go. Uh, You're doing great, buddy. Thanks, man. Um, all right, I gotta, I gotta really start scrolling. Um, what is the aggro hat of the stream? There's just a plain white hat that I'm wearing. There's great podcast content, as we often talk about. I'm wearing a plain white hat. Um, my wife got it for me for my birthday, I believe, because uh, it's a good golfing hat, and I like to golf. Um, so, so there you go. Um, oh, here you go. Uh, Miss J.K. Glotzer asks, how do you and your wife like the weighted blanket? Any regrets? Absolutely none. We, we got a weighted blanket. Um, it's like a 25 pound queen size weighted blanket and it absolutely owns. Uh, I love it. It will be probably too warm come summertime. We'll see, you know, reevaluate at that time, but big recommendation on weighted blankets. Bear, do you and destiny, uh, have a weighted blanket? Yeah, I was going to say, if you are having second thoughts about getting one, just go ahead and get one because they're amazing and will let you sleep so much, so much, so much better. Yep. Just seriously, just go get one. Wait or wait for them to go on sale. They were literally on sale yesterday on Amazon for like 30% off. Oh. And yeah. Solid now you're telling them. The yeah, that's that's rough, Yeah, dude. sorry. You didn't ask yesterday, but 100% worth every penny. Yeah, they are great. Uh, P. Dizzle asked, what is your favorite cookie and why is it not chocolate chip oatmeal? I do love oatmeal raisin cookies, and I will say the raisins are probably the worst part. I've never had an oatmeal chocolate chip, but it would probably be pretty good. But I believe we've talked about this on the podcast before. My favorite cookie is Snickerdoodles. I have no idea what I said at the time. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll go to chocolate chip, a hot I think, chocolate chip cookie. I think you said chocolate chip. Okay, good. That's what I think. true to who I am. Yeah, yeah exactly. Maybe someone can tweet at us, a, a, a true fan of the podcast or someone in the chat who can uh, who can remember. They're keeping tallies of all of our answers to every question. Yeah, seriously. That's, uh, <laughs> that's the way to do it. Um, oh, I caught up. Let's go. Uh, the Moist Boise Q. I didn't like reading that name. The longer it went. Uh, <laughs> hey, Agro, as a Pittsburgh native, what are your thoughts on the pens this season? I have really not paid a whole lot of attention um, but I can't imagine they're doing that well. Um, I know we choked a three zero lead to the flyers the other night, which even though I haven't like watched a single penguins game ruined my night instantly, just thinking about losing the flyers in that way. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it, the penguins are in a weird spot. I mean, Crosby and Malkin are getting older. How many, you know, do you want to try and go for it in the, in the windows that they have left? Do you want to try and, just tank a little bit and let them, you know, maybe trade them. Don't really want to do that because they've been franchise players for so long, but that's kind of, that's just kind of the way it be. They're in a, they're in a weird spot. Um, the genre savvy asks favorite word game, uh, charades. Is that how you spell that? That is, that can't be how you spell charades. Uh, Sorry to blow you up. Genre savvy, uh, taboo, etc. My family is a huge fan of taboo. I also am. I love taboo. I also love, um, categories. I love categories. I think categories would be my favorite, but I'm not crazy about any. Really? I love I love no. word games. I'm just mm. not smart. So here's a really fun way to play categories: is uh, if you let's say that um, your letter is W. If, for those of you who don't know, categories is a game where you get a list of questions and then you roll a die, and whatever letter comes up on that die. 
uh, all of your answers have to start with that letter. And if you get the same answer as anybody else, neither of you gets points. So you have to be creative um, and, uh, and think of these things. And I love doing things where, like, if it's a W, I just answer everything as if it's an R. But I just have like, that's just how I pronounce it. It'll be like, so animal, instead of saying walrus, I'll be like, uh, yeah, I have wabbit. And everyone will be like, that obviously doesn't count. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> it clearly does. Wabbit absolutely starts with W. Uh, that's You're just that a good guy. Bit. Yeah, I think that's funny for me. I'll throw the whole game just for a bit. No doubt. <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever played that game and like kept track of the score. Really? What's the point, man? You got to be able to trash talk at the end of the day. Well, I'm playing with my family. So yeah, like, what? Yeah, you gotta let them know who who got the, like, the best genes, man. We're not like trash talking. What do you mean? My sister's obviously smarter than everyone. Else, oh well, that's so why like, you aren't. She's we're probably, not winning. John, let me cue in on a secret here. Your sister's keeping score, even, even if you aren't. You know, <laughs> if she thinks she's winning, she's probably keeping score. That was my fiftieth uh, straight win in <laughs> scattered wars. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just dominating the Salter household. You love to see it. Of course. Um, Admiral Eric wants to know our favorite skin in the game. That changes for me uh, like all the time. I don't know. My base every time I go to a Slickshot Apollo, but Slick I don't even know. Slickshot Apollo? Is that his recolor? It's a, yeah, it's a recolor. What? You're telling it's me a, that we have spent... Skin. Okay, here we go. Millions of dollars here on making go. skins, and we I could have satisfied you, you with the recolor of a god who came out in like 2017 or 2015? <laughs> I am not an aesthetic guy, okay? So, if it looks good, that's good enough for me. And it's not my fault that you guys spent millions of dollars on skins. Great. Obviously, you didn't do that great of a job if it doesn't beat Slickshot Apollo. Right. Well, well so. I'm gonna I'm gonna petition to get Slickshot Apollo reworked and worked. Please do not just just to spite you, man. I'm gonna go into Ajax tomorrow and, and ask him. Um, I have to find a new skin to have a base default answer to. Yeah, who has the best? I was gonna ask who has the best base skin, uh, and you have to think about the card art as well. Um, because I don't even know what the card arts look like. What you don't even know what the card art looks like for Slickshot Apollo? That's a huge part of your best of your favorite skin, right? No, I. Just play with the skin. What? Are you trolling? No, you I'm not trolling. Are you arts? trolling? <laughs> yes, <laughs> of course. The trolling? card arts matter. Okay, you are near overboard with this, bro. <laughs> First of all, that's my whole brand, so you cannot be that surprised about that. <laughs> Secondly, yes, the card arts do matter. Fine. Don't worry about the card art at all. Who has the best base skin, do you think? I don't know. Why would I care? Because I'm asking you the question. Farah. that's the whole premise of the podcast, so? man, is that I ask you questions and you give me you opinions. Me that's question. the whole point. You can't force me to have an opinion about something I don't care about. Well, if it's if Switch Out Apollo is your favorite skin in the game, I think we could probably say that you like base Apollo a decent amount. Am I right? It's all right. I mean, it's probably better. <laughs> <laughs> what? Chad, here's the thing. Is that Barra's, we're going to turn off the podcast. I'm going to, I'm going to close OBS. And Barra's going to go, man, that was so fun trolling you whenever we were talking about base skins. <laughs> and none of you are ever going to know about that. And that's really tilting. I, okay? I don't know if that actually happens. That happens all the time. Barra, that happened with Disney movies. I'm calling you out right no, now. I would you have the recording? No, of course. I stopped recording. That's the point, is that you wait well, until that point. I don't think it happened. Well, we'll see about this. I mean, right? you don't have proof. Right. <laughs> oh, I'll have proof soon enough. Uh, by the way, the record for the record, uh, Zeus has the best 
default skin and card art uh, in the game. Zeus's default card art is uh, freaking awesome. Um, all right, we're getting close to the end here, but we'll try and wrap up and catch up one last time. Uh, best God slash voice line impression from Kithara. What? Can you do a, a God voice line no. impression? No. My own voice is so boring. Why would I be able to do an impression of another character? Wouldn't that make it better to be able to do impressions if your bass voice is boring, but then you could spice it up a little bit with, with an impression? No, I'm spiceless. Okay. No no spice at all from Bera. Well, uh, actually, if you just go to my stream, 2Rs, 2Cs, 2Ds, right. that's actually my stream, just 2Rs, 2Cs, 2Ds. <laughs> If we could get someone at Twitch to redirect <laughs> twitch.tv slash 2Rs, 2Cs, 2Ds directly to twitch.tv slash Barracuda, that'd be great. I would love them. Um, I probably do make fun of Smite Gods, but I don't have, like, an impression. I'm not, like... One thing about me. I'm mm -hmm. not an impressions guy, mm -hmm. and I'm also not, like, a... Remember that funny, like, Spongebob quote guy? I'm oh. not that guy. Oh, I, I am be, like, guy. an office quote guy. Won't be an anything quote guy. That's just oh, not. Oh, I, I love quoting stuff. I I love it. Uh, and I love doing impressions of the things that I'm quoting. Though, it's... <clears throat> I, I'm not very good at it, I'd say, but I love doing it well, either way. That's part of the fun, I think. I think that is part of the fun as well. Um, and I gave you I gave you one of my best ones earlier, Kathara. My Chiron, you're learning earlier on. So there you go. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, DB Sheepy asks... For Barra and Agra, what is the best way to break through your skill ceiling? I have been well, in a slump for a while. True that. Not even kidding. Uh, I have been in a slump for a while and feel like I'm not learning anything. I'm towards a high diamond level. Can't seem to break into Masters. For me personally, as Barra said, I never have. So uh, this is a great <laughs> advice. But I think taking a little bit of a break and just watching um, content. And then like I'm talking like a two to three day break at the very least. And then coming back kind of refreshed a little bit. Um, and, you know, playing a game, if you want to record it on something like OBS and then rewatch it back and see where you made your mistakes, that's super helpful as well. But, um, just kind of like thinking actively about why you're doing the things you're doing, um, will, will help you out. Uh, for me, I would say quality of practice, whatever quality of practice. So just Q ranked to Q ranked. If you're literally just queuing to go through the motions, you will not get better. You will literally just stay the same. Um, I do think breaks are just as important as playing. So you've been, if you've been grinding for a while, take a break, go do something else, go, go do another hobby, play another game, get out of the house, do anything else, then play Smite. Because yep. when you are in that rut, you're just focused on, I'm in this rut. Like, I go through ruts as well, um, where I'm just like, nothing's working, this feels bad. I just stop watching Smite streams, stop watching, like, SPL. I'll just go do anything else to get my mind off of Smite so I can come back with a fresh mind and kind of work from the ground up instead of, like, already starting at this point where I'm just, like, I'm stuck here and can't get better. Um, if you are coming off of a break right now, I would suggest watching a lot of pro whatever role you play and then really dissecting their gameplay. Like, go every minute and study that minute and see why are they doing the decisions that they're doing, whether either in team fights or in laning phase and really dissect what they're doing. Yeah. And instead of just watching streams like casually. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta invest. You, you I think that you should be paying almost as much, like as much attention to the VODs you're watching as you are when you play. Mm 
Um, otherwise, you're not going to be able to, to translate it. Um, I think there's a question just for me, but I'm going to answer it anyways. Eddie Bebe asks, what's your favorite dunk contest dunk ever? Barry, you have a favorite dunk contest dunk? Yeah, and I'm sure there's one Space Jam, you know. Space Jam's a banging yeah. movie, bro. No problem with that. Um, my favorite, it's not the most impressive dunk ever, but Vince Carter's reverse 360 windmill, and that just is the most <laughs> aesthetically pleasing thing I've ever seen in my whole life. That is so, it's just so smooth. Barry, you were going to say that too, right? Yeah, I mean, I had an answer almost with that many words. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Um, let's see here. Uh, would I like to be a guest on the Colgate Comedy Hour? I would, Junior Jersey. That's such a great reference, man. I love that. Um, it's from I Think You Should Leave, Barra, a show that is perfect and hilarious uh, that you hate me and the show. Really did not think it was funny. You're wrong. That's all there is to it. Okay, here's where we're at the part of the chat where everyone is laughing at you for having some weird opinion about skins and all that kind of stuff. Barra is such a minimalist. Would you agree with that statement? Mm-hmm. I don't need much to be happy, I don't think. Barra always with the bad takes. I would agree with that one, personally. I have simple takes. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a simple take. Yeah, well, in some ways, yeah. Uh... Oh, Neil Ma asks, were the multigrain scoops good? Did we talk about that live on the podcast or was that post-podcast? No. Uh, post-podcast and then I think I texted you on Discord about it or something. Yeah. Destiny actually liked them more. I liked them slightly less, but they weren't as bad as I thought they would be. I was pleasantly surprised. They're really good. Uh, multigrain Tostitos uh, scoops are goaded chips, everyone. That's, uh, that is. All right, and last question of the evening from Chris Owl 45 what is your favorite role this season, not including your main role? Barra's is uh, playing Shing Chen like an ADC. Uh, that, that is Barra's favorite role, is playing his supports exactly the way he plays Hunters. Yeah, you honestly, you that that was my that was my answer. <laughs> Barra, I watch you back with like three hundred gold after you buy your item, and you just mosey on out of base with your health chalice. The, the consumable page screaming to buy a ward. You, nah. I've also sometimes. Every time I don't play ADC, I don't buy wards. I don't know what it is. I literally will end the game with like three to five wards every time I don't play ADC. On ADC, I'm literally one health bot, double ward, going back to lane. Support, never buy a ward the whole game. I don't know. It is wild. I don't know what my problem is. I also love, like, I think sometimes I'm watching you play support on stream and you see a fight, like, you don't say it out loud most of the time. You're just kind of like doing that 5v5 dance to like fire on a Phoenix or something like that. Mm. And then I can almost see your brain go, man, I wish my support would just engage and start this fight. And then you go, <laughs> wait, that's me. And then, and then you get in there, and it's always, like, at these weird times where I'm thinking, like, he definitely thought someone should do it and then realized it was his job to do it. Yeah, I'm looking for that opportunity, like, because the ADC brain in me is, like, I have to actually get something with my buttons, not yep. just, like, oh, I have to blink in and just, like, press any button or, like, press a button. Like, the ADC brain's, like, Oh, I want to pull like one or two people with my Shing Tin ult, or I want to get like a giant like knock up into roots. I'm just like staring, like waiting for the opportunity. I'm just like, wait, that's not that's not how it works. Like everyone has beats and Agus and ults. Like 
I just have to like be the one to like, oh, just let me like herp derp, like blink in, press my Shington one on somebody. Like, yeah, that's we're starting Bang. a fight, boys. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's huge. Neil in the chat says this is offensive, Barra. And uh, you are kind of coming at his throat in some ways. But uh, that's literally what you did. That's hey, that's You won worlds by doing that. Yeah. And you know what? He's the two time for doing that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for me personally, I'd say jungle. I've been having the most fun. Uh when I'm not playing mid, um, on jungle, um, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I got through my support phase. I think, uh, I just don't want to be there anymore. I just don't want to be in duo lane anymore. It's not as fun when I can't just hurt abuse every game. That's, that's the way I feel about it at least. Um, all right, everyone that I think that's going to do it here for the backliners podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, I don't have a random question. I guess this whole episode was random. Yeah. Questions. I was say the whole thing was random. Questions. Okay, good. Cause I don't, cause I don't have one. So you're not getting one. So quit asking. Uh, make sure you guys give us a rating on iTunes or do people use iTunes? What am I saying? Apple podcasts, uh, Spotify, all that kind of good stuff. Um, and of course, given that subscribe and or like button over on Barracuda's YouTube, cause you could also, uh, you could also do it there. Hello. Um, hello, kitty cat. Which cat is that? I can only see the Luna, tail. She just jumped behind me. <laughs> yeah. She's vibing, dude. She's there. She's there to chill. Um, and also make sure you're checking out the rest of Prediction's uh, podcast. They have a bunch of great podcasts covering a wide range of different uh, esports and games. So make sure you check those guys out. Um, we'll be back next week, hopefully with a cool guest uh, or worst case scenario, we'll just have Neil Ma on again. So thanks guys for, for watching or listening. It's and we'll see, <laughs> we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time here on the backlines. <laughs> Bear, go ahead. Bye. <laughs> Unlucky. (laughs) Sorry, Neil. (laughs) Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.